Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Are going to advance. There's only one sports radio station in Kansas City that can run it back in style like that. Your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome in. This is the Championship Rewind Show here on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com. My name is Christian O'Sara. I'm joined by my co host, Jillian Carroll. <laughs> what up? <laughs> Good to be back. Good to be back on such a uh, special evening, for sure. Yes, special evening, and uh, we are ready to go here. In the Brown and Crouppen studios. We got Rocco in the booth. Yeah, Rocco Scarcello on the what other side do. of the glass. Keeping everything going. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a show that is about you, the listener. Not us simply just giving our hot takes for the next four hours. This is about you, the listener. We want to hear from you. You can call in 913-576-7610. The same number if you want to text in on the Jay's Southland Toe Service text line. 913-576-7610. Please call. Yes, please. <laughs> please we are text. taking all your calls. <laughs> we will be taking your texts. We are very excited. This show is about you. We want to hear from you guys because th- this is the third straight year the Chiefs played in the AFC Championship game. Yes. Second straight year they won it. And now they are going to their second straight Super Bowl. That's right. Could be a third. One offside call kept us away. But we're not going to go there. We're not going to do it. D4. We're going to keep it positive with the uh, back-to-back is what we're talking about. We want to know your reaction. We'll get through the game. Lots uh, I mean, so many just different elements compared to last year just with, obviously, COVID being uh, part of our everyday life now. Um, However gonna we want to hear from you where did you watch what were your reactions what were your big play uh what were your takeaways we want to know everything that you guys thought um you want me to start okay I'll start (laughs) I'm kidding uh heck of a game so proud full team squad game um full squad game and I don't know just thrilled to be back where we are I think that we were talking off air guys like I literally remember crying last year same Uno Sarah's like, nah, you, bro. You cried? 
I honestly do. Like, I had a little really? tear. I hundred percent. The AFC Championship game hurt so bad the year before that, I, like, it was I just understand. so much emotion. Mm-hmm. I, I I didn't cry. I was uh, there was a lot of it was an expletive filled yeah uh, cheer when they won the uh, AFC Championship game a year ago. I was so excited, and I was ready to come in here and do the show right after that. So uh, yeah, that that's what it was for me. Yeah. And it was the same thing with the Super Bowl, too. When they won the Super Bowl, it was a whole lot of uh, expletive, we won the Super Bowl chance at my parents' house. We were very <laughs> excited. We all, we all ran outside in the front yard and celebrated after they won and then yeah. obviously came up here and did the show right after uh, Bink got done doing post-game. And it was very, very exciting. Um, this, it, 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 I don't, I'm not like emotional crime type of person. Mm-hmm. I'm more of get full of testosterone and start yelling bash and cheering. Full, yeah. <laughs> I don't really bash anything, but there's a lot of expletives. And, and, and it was like that. It was like that tonight as well, though it was earlier because by the end of the, by the end of third quarter, early fourth quarter, I was like, okay, we got it. We're good. Game oh. blouses. That's what it was for me. Yeah. It, it wasn't, it didn't feel like there was very much like drama towards the end of it. Honestly, there was no question like mid, Second quarter? Yeah. Is that when it went away for you guys? I was nervous. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> and honestly, I uh, I got more nervous after watching um, the Packers let things slip away because I believe that's how it went for them. I didn't feel like they were aggressively really just hunger for the win and doing what they needed to do. So that made me nervous going into our game. I don't really know why because obviously it was not the two teams, whatever, but it just made me nervous. So, And then we started slowly. I know you said you enjoyed the start of the game because it made it more fun. Um, I enjoyed when we started seeing Mahomes bring the magic that he always brings. Um, Well, that we hadn't seen yet that game, but it was – it was great. I don't know. I just – you know, after being a Chiefs fan forever, we are all – kind of accustomed to understanding, oh, they're going to blow it or they're going to be, you know, there's going to be an offside and it's going to ruin everything. But over the, over the course of the last year, and then of course this whole season, things kind of changed, but I had some moments where I was unsure. And then I would say, thir- yeah, I think you were saying second quarter, beginning of third, I felt like they were getting in their groove and yeah. their rhythm was, was, was showing. Do you so. still feel the, the Kansas city curse? Do you guys still feel that? It's so funny. We were talking about this the other night and I felt like, Going into the Browns game or during the Browns game, um, <laughs> I didn't have it at all. And I was like, isn't this funny? Because it's like the Browns are going to Browns. You exactly. Know? We're going against the Browns curse. So that's yeah. okay. It the curse of Cleveland. It was wild, but I didn't, um, I didn't feel that. I feel like we've rid ourselves of that 15 and two coming off of a Super Bowl champion. You know, I feel good about it, but I was, I was anxious today and then I cried. They were happy tears, but I definitely cried. I, I, I don't get nervous about the Chiefs very often. Anymore. Did you watch them for the past mm, seven to 10 years? <laughs> yeah, but like, I'm not going to let the Matt Castle and Alex Smith Chiefs affect how I feel about the Patrick Mahomes Chiefs. Okay. Like, if this was Alex Smith, oh, you damn right, I'm about to be nervous because I, I watched, I, I watched the Chiefs blow a 28 point lead in the playoffs before. Mm-hmm. So, I, I completely understand that if we were talking about past iterations of the Chiefs, mm-hmm. but we're talking about the Patrick Mahomes Chiefs and the Patrick Mahomes Chiefs, they don't blow leads like that. They don't choke like that. And so I felt when this Chiefs team went out and got a two score lead, I was like, okay, they're good. <laughs> we're fine. When they when they when they went up twenty one nine and then the the Bills had the ball before the end of the half 
and they started driving down the field, right, and you're right. like, the Bills got to score a touchdown here. Like, we're, I'm sitting here in my living room. I'm like, they got to score a touchdown here. If they don't score or if they only score a field goal, this one's done mm-hmm. because it's a two-score lead going into the half. Chiefs get the ball back, mm-hmm. and the Chiefs have the potential to push that to, to uh, at that point, near a three-score lead. I mean, the back end, far end, on the fringe of a three-score lead, mm-hmm. and the Chiefs hadn't been stopped. The only time they got stopped was opening drive when they punted because <laughs> Tyreek Hill dropped that 40-yard pass that was just perfectly thrown. It was the play that eliminated all of our doubt that Patrick Mahomes was good. Yeah. And after that happened, uh, I was like, yeah, we're good to go. When, when they were able to score on all their drives after that the rest of the half, I was like, we're good now. Like they got to the, the bills got to score a touchdown here and they didn't. And when they, when they got that field goal and the chiefs got the ball back and at, at the beginning of the half mm-hmm. and they got the field goal and then the bills went and got a field goal and you're like, okay, they can't win now. Like this is, this is it. Yeah. Cause at this point now they're not scoring touchdowns that they need to be able to win. Mm-hmm. And so I just remember looking at that and I was like, okay, we're good now. And then obviously 31-15, that's when it was it was game blouses. That's when we knew it was over. <laughs> yeah. And and it was like that was that's when I started like typing up topics for the show. Cause I was like, okay, we're good. We're good. Two score lead at this point, like far deep two score lead. Mm-hmm. The Bills, they're not scoring touchdowns in this game. I think we're fine. And even if the Bills did start scoring touchdowns that they needed, there's no way they're catching up to the Chiefs offensively just because the Chiefs were not going to be held. The way they're going through yeah. the, the defense, it yeah. was even after a scoreless first quarter, it was apparent it was about to bust off. It was just a matter of time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, Tyreek dropped the 40 yard pass yeah, and McCall dropped the pass or dropped the punt. That was bad. Oh, you had to get to the three yard line to give him field position. Two I thought they were the going to scoop that right up and yeah. get some points right there. But from the four, two, three, which I'm not sure where that is. So please let me know. Casey curse ended with Mahomes. Right. Yeah. Mahomes I, ended that curse. I need one. I needed this year and I need hopefully a victory to finish out the year because there's the one and done's. We've all seen them. I don't think that's him, but I need I need one more year. I need this year to rid from my experiences with the Chiefs, and I'm the first one to tell you I'm biased, but I'm also very realistic, and it's been a long time, and the majority of my lifetime was not happy memories of being, <laughs> or at least the records-wise, but, um, yeah, no, I'm with you guys on that. But And then from the 816, he thought it was over at 14-9, Allen started pressing, and that's when the defense started getting the dropped picks. I will say this. After that first drive, Josh Allen didn't look great. He, I mean, uh. he didn't look great. Not, not for until the second half, really. And even then in the second half, he didn't look great. He was, he was fine. He was moving the ball down the field, but not they were not good on third down five for 14 35% on third down mm-hmm. and he was not making the plays that they needed in the most crucial moments I just remember watching it and I like and and I, I was talking with Rocco before the um before the show mm-hmm. and I was like I never felt fear in Josh Allen you know like Whenever, whenever we're facing off against the top tier quarterbacks the Drew Breeses the Tom Brady's etc cetera, etc cetera, um we feel you obviously will feel fear once the opposing offense gets deep into chief territory and they're threatening to score. And you're like, okay, 
Defense has got to buckle down. Let's hope we get a field goal. Let's hope we stop them to a field goal. You know, touchdowns, not good. I never felt like they were really threatening to score touchdowns, even when they were in the red zone. And we know the Chiefs defense worse <laughs> than the league in, in the red zone yeah. at, at giving up touchdowns. I didn't feel threatened by the Bills offense in the red zone. And it, it was just it was just crazy to watch because I was like, oh, he's going to Josh Allen's going to bleep this up. And he did almost every single time. Yeah. I and mean, he just he didn't play great. And that's the reason why I I I for me, there was a lot of confidence in this game because I watched how the Chiefs played against uh against Josh Allen the last time they played him. And I felt like the way that they attacked him is the perfect way to do it. Blitz him the whole time, yep. make him uncomfortable. Yep. He doesn't do well with pressure in his face. And I think he folded when they when the team needed him to be great. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, hats off to Spags for that, because because to me that game plan is what really helped the Chiefs get the comfortable win that they got tonight. And I think it didn't stop. I think that he kept confusing them on what what the lineups that he had. I mean, you have Tyron Matthew out there, and it's like you have another coach out there. So I think that he was able to keep the defense confusing the. Confusing Josh Allen tremendously yeah. <laughs> because, and if that wasn't the case, he was going to pick him apart. And I think they did their job. And again, shout out to Spags. We're blowing up on the text line. So Chattanooga, Tennessee. Well, hello there. And you're in Arizona right now. Love that. Okay. Well, do we have time for a caller? Should we hit the break and come back? Yeah, let's get to Dan from KCK. Dan, you're on the Chiefs Rewind show. Hi, Chris. Hi, Joey. Good to talk to you again. Well, how about the job by Tyree Kill, 172 yards. Kelsey with, uh, what, 108 yards and two touchdowns. How about McCole Hartman? How about that after that much fun uh, touchdown and that big run? I think they did a great job. You're right on Josh Allen. And how about Stephon Diggs, 77 yards? And I got, I work at Hen House. I get, this guy, Dean, uh, he kept telling me how, how Diggs is going to tear us up. And I said, uh, not, not this time. And I'll tell you something. We own the, we own Tom Brady. Let's take care of the Patriots and Spagnuolo and let's take care of the Bucks and uh, I made a mistake that Bing that told, <laughs> told Patriots I that's okay take care of yourself guys Hey. Let's go, Dan and KCK. I just love his energy, man. I, I tell you, I, I've said this before. I, I, I said this it. before. He's he's the best caller we got. He's the, so. he's the tone setter. He comes in. He's a mercenary on the phone. He's oh. never told a lie. He, either. he doesn't lie. He comes <laughs> he's in, never told a single he comes lie. Man. In, Come on. He he get he gets his takes in. Nice, efficient. He's like he's like a hitman. He's like one of the world's best hitmen. He's great at what he does. And the energy you can't you can't beat it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he knows what he's talking he knows, about. And he, he's he's and telling he, those people. At Hen House, about the he's speaking the gospel about this team at the Hen House. Uh, he is he is one hundred percent, and I, he does make a good point about Diggs too. I know, I, I know. A lot of people are like Diggs is going to go off, and I was, I was like, I was like, man, I was like, man, he's going to have less than a hundred receiving yards, and and lo and behold, seventy seven receiving yards right. in the game. I, I didn't feel a big game from Diggs because in order for him to do it, he had to he had to be open down the field. Mm-hmm. Diggs was never open down the field. He just never was, and and. Not only that, but Josh Allen never had the time to comfortably get the ball to him down the field. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't making these great throws. Mm-hmm. He was usually covered. I mean, there was a – Diggs had a – I mean, I know 77 yards isn't bad, especially in a, in no, a championship game. All. 
But you would expect for someone that was so great this year in a big game like this, you'd expect him to do more. Uh, and, and he didn't do that, especially against a team with the rankings that the Chiefs do in the pass defense department. He didn't really have a great day. And I think that's one of the reasons why the, the Chiefs really didn't have a problem holding the Bills back on the scoreboard. Yeah, I think that he expected to do way more than he did. Interesting, though, at the end during the confetti shower, is how I like to put it, the, the AFC Championship trophy a ceremony, if you will. One Bills player was left on the field watching from afar. Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs. I always want to know what they're thinking at that moment. Oh, sadness. It's feel, just sadness. It's just all pain. Bad, but the other time, it's like, we earned it. It's uh, it's so. Will Smith in that meme that got popular <laughs> last year when he was on the little, t- what is it, red table talk or whatever with <laughs> his wife. Yeah, like that's, the entanglement. Yeah. That's that, what the that entanglement. Was. Yeah. That's that's what he was like. He was Will Smith talking about the entanglement. Uh, that's, that's what Stephon Diggs was. That's tough. Well, we're going to go to break now. Thanks for chiming in. We are still receiving calls and we want to take them when we come back we also want to know your thoughts about bills and if they are sore losers or not don't go anywhere we've got more championship rewind right after this We are back with our championship rewind that's right back to back AFC champs and we want to know how you're feeling about it. Hit us up. We have the J Southland Tow Service text line in hotline. You can call or text. Doesn't matter. 913-576-7610. And we want to know what you guys are thinking. First and foremost, I heard I'm gonna I'm gonna mess this up, but Josh Allen's toss to the which Chiefs uh, lineman did he hit in the head? <laughs> they said his he connected better on that. Oh, Alex Okafor. Okafor, thank you. That was the joke on Twitter after after he disrespected Alex Okafor by tossing it at his head after uh, after Okafor hit him on that sack play uh, right at the end of the game. Yeah, that was that was the joke on Twitter. Oh, it's the 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 most accurate throw he's made all game long. Like I said, uh, Josh Allen did not play good. He played okay at best. But That's he not going to cut it in a game like this. He did like not this. play yeah. good. And, like, there's two ways you beat the Chiefs. You either Your your quarterback either plays much better than, than Patrick Mahomes does or Patrick Mahomes plays considerably worse than your quarterback does. But it all hinges on either your quarterback playing out of this world or Patrick Mahomes playing terrible. And even then, if Patrick Mahomes plays terrible, mm-hmm. if your quarterback is just mediocre, probably still going to lose. Or if it's week 17 and you're benching everybody. Yeah, yeah. That's but, a, you know, this, this is the playoffs. So you're not benching everybody. So it's like, like it. this is the, the situation that Josh Allen had to step up and go out there and win you the game, and he couldn't do it. No, he didn't. And it, and it hurt it hurt the Bills really badly on those crucial downs, hurt them when they were in Chiefs territory and they needed touchdowns, and it was so bad that they didn't even trust. Like, McDermott did not trust Josh Allen, that offense, to get two yards at the end of the first half. That was that was questionable. That's for sure. Oh yeah, it, it, and I I remember watching that and I was like, going for it, not choosing to take the field goal at the end of the first half, not going for it on fourth down, was a fatal mistake for the Bills because it put them in a situation where the Chiefs could push it up to the the high fringes of two scores, and now all of a sudden. You have to try and match Mahomes, and you have you have to try to be at least 16 points better 
than them the rest of the game if they get a touchdown. And it was it was a it was a really bad mistake the way that McDermott coached at the very end of the first half. Yep, and the Bills were not the most sportsmanlike all game. I feel like I think it was fine until when it started getting chippy fourth quarter, right? Yeah, like, which late in the is game. expected with a game that has so much on the line, heavy implications. Obviously, you know, you win or you go home. Um, from the four two three, he said, "Thanks for responding." He was on with Bink earlier. We called him out, and most importantly, Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. Thank you for that friendly reminder and the great energy. And that is a reminder. Obviously, Bink was before us, coming on at 5 a.m. after us, Dusty Likens and Pete Sweeney. Uh, we want to make sure our championship rewind takes you whenever you're awake from the game into tomorrow. Um, but what do you guys think about the Bills? What do you at home think? Were they being sore losers? Were they just... Uh, frustrated? I don't know. I think it was a little bit of everything. To be I honest. can understand frustration. Yeah, I, I completely understand that. But the way that they reacted at the end of that game, where you had, where you got Josh Allen tossing the ball into Okafor's face mask, you got seventy three, then pouncing on Okafor after that, and Okafor was rightly pissed because mm-hmm. you just you just went out there and made a good play, and then the quarterback throws the football in your face. Like, yeah, that's that was- pretty damn disrespectful, especially in the heat of the moment like that. You're going to get up. You're going to be angry about it. 73 comes over and hits him and looked like he was going to throw a punch before 73 got hit by one of the Chiefs players. And it, it, it I'd tell you this, and I, I got, I pissed off uh, some members of Bill Ma- Bill's Mafia on oh, Twitter. Oh, no. oh, yeah. I was like, oh, to oh, oh, well, uh, too bad. <laughs> uh, like, I, I, I tweeted, like, this team. Like they're they're a trash team for the way they handled <laughs> oh, the the end of that game, and so is Bills Mafia. Oh, and people got pissed at me, and and, and so be it. If you're gonna be mad at me, so what? You know. But, I mean, you saying something like that, you you know, you're about to hurt some people's feelings. Oh so, yeah, I mean, I, that's on. understandable, but you know, I don't really care. Have y'all yeah, ever exactly. like y'all been playing three on three, right? And the team you're playing against is just that much better than you and your guys, and like, there's a difference between losing and like just knowing that these people are better than you. I feel like that's kind of where the Bills were. The Bills kind of felt like they just, at the end of the game, they know that they have a lot of work to do next year to get past the Chiefs. A lot of this Chiefs team is coming back still. Like, yeah. It's going to be a difficult road for anybody, and the Bills know that too. They felt like they were just overwhelmed or perplexed a little bit, I would oh, say. It's, for it's, sure, the frustration was there. It's fine to be frustrated. Yeah. I mean, the Chiefs were frustrated after they lost to the it's Patriots. It's just a different type of frustration when the team ago. is that much better than you on yeah. the highest stage in, in your conference, I think. And it's understandable. Yeah. I, I completely understand it. I respect that. I don't know how many times I watch Chiefs games and it was very apparent that the Chiefs' opponent in the playoffs was just better than they were. I mean, that, that when they fun. played the Patriots a few years ago in Foxborough and, right. and they struggled, they lost 27-20, uh, I think that was 2015 season. Like, it's understandable mm-hmm. that you would you would feel that way. It's understandable when you lose to the Steelers at home the next year in the playoffs in, in a game where you didn't give up a touchdown. Like, it's understandable being frustrated. But there's a difference between being frustrated and acting like a bunch of sore-ass losers because <laughs> you lost. Yeah, that and that, that that was the thing that I did not respect about the Bills is the way they handled the end of the game. Mm-hmm. You can be angry at yourself. You can be mad. You can be petty about losing or whatnot. But when you start trying to disrespect the opposing team on their home field, nonetheless, mm-hmm. that's when we start crossing the line. And and then you got this overrated ass fan base and Bills Mafia. They're They're famous for jumping through tables. Like, that's it. Not sure why that's the that's thing, it. But it's Jumping the thing. through tables. That's, I will say. Because there's nothing fun to do at, at, at a Bills game because usually they're losing. But, <laughs> like, that's their thing, though. And, 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 you know, do you. But 
they made that fan base out to be akin to the Browns fan base. And it's like they're not the same. They're not the same. I will say they traveled well. I was out and about for Friday night, um, Saturday, Plaza, downtown, and everywhere I went, I saw Bills fans. There were surprisingly a lot more Bills fans than I expected. They were out and about in KC, and I love that. I think that's part of sports. But I want to come back to something you said, the way they handled themselves at the end of the game. You have to be a professional. That's what they do. This is the National Football League full of professionals. And Andy Reid always says, when you get in situations like this, the team that handles the distractions best will be successful. And now the Chiefs weren't facing the adversity as the Bills were. However, they handled themselves where they went down nine points, right? They had nine unanswered. And then they came back and had 21 unanswered. They scored 21 unanswered. So they kept it together. They kept their focus. They went down, but they never let that distraction change who they were as professionals. And I feel like, obviously, the Bills at the end of the game, the demise was just embarrassing to be honest yeah i agree and 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 the way it the way it looked it made the bills look like they were not in the same league as the yeah, Chiefs. exactly exactly and it's like you gotta if you want people to take you seriously and respect that you can challenge opposing teams the elite teams you gotta act like it you gotta act like you deserve to be in that situation and you can't be petty about losing games that you deserve to lose and that was a game where it looked like they were mad that they lost a game they deserve to lose yeah. Let's get to a caller here, Let's Dave in Kansas City. Dave's you been patient. are on Championship Rewind. Yeah, hey, how's it going? You guys are doing a great job. Thanks, talking man. about, yes, the game and and uh, competition and all that. that uh, you know, the Kansas City was facing. And then on the national, there was a lot of national people, and their take was that the Bills, you know, were the hottest team in football and, you know, how incredible their offense has been and, and uh, the quarterback, uh, you know, how incredible the Bills quarterback has been, uh, Josh Allen. And, I mean, the guy the guy was great, right, uh, in in those games that, uh, I mean, they mattered. But, uh, but, I mean, when the competition, you know, when it, when it really matters in playoff games, I mean, you've, you've got to be great. And there's only, there's only a, a small number of, of people that become – or that stay great, you know, in in the in when the game when the highest stakes, you know, are on the line basically in in playoffs, you know, when it's uh, you 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 win or you go home, you know, and there's there's only a, a tiny number of people at the highest level of competition that can still be great mm-hmm. when there's that much pressure on you and that boa constrictor is like tightening down, you know. More and more with each play, with each second that ticks away, with each points that are scored in a game, and can you still be incredible? And you can see how good Patrick Mahomes is. You can see the the focus in that guy's eyes, even even when you're watching it on TV. You can see how you know how laser focused that guy gets. Mm-hmm. You can see, I mean. And you can also see the pressure getting to other guys, other quarterbacks, because the quarterback's the most important position in the NFL. And and I mean, even Aaron Rodgers, as great as that guy was, he uh, he withered away in his game. Tom Brady threw three interceptions in that game, and he's great. He's probably, I mean, he's a, he's he's the second greatest quarterback that I've ever seen after Patrick Mahomes, because Patrick Mahomes is like. 
Neo in the Matrix. It's like he sees the football field like this geometric, his mind and the football field and the defenders on the football field and the way he see, he can see the speed, you know, when he's running the ball. When he has to run the ball and he has to make a little cut to make first down or whatever to, or to gain an extra yard, he can do that. And he's not even that fast, you know. I mean, he's fast enough. But, I mean, it's like these numbers in his head. The football field is like he's in the matrix. And he sees, he sees defenders. He sees his, his offensive players. And he can make these plays. And, I mean, he's, he's, like not, he's not just a generational talent. He's like, he's like uh, something we've never seen before at quarterback in the NFL. I mean, we've all seen the stuff that he's done on the replays when they put the camera behind the quarterback, and he throws these passes. They're like, the guy's not even open. The guy hasn't made his cut, but he knows it's coming, and he makes that throw. And, I mean, it's a completion that's like some sick play. And, it, and you just don't – I mean, I think he's the best thing we've ever seen, and we're lucky. We're, we're absolutely lucky. I mean, obviously, you got to give some credit to Andy Reid and all that too, but, I mean mm-hmm. – we're, I mean, we're just, you, no one's that good. I mean, I've seen, <laughs> we've watched good quarterbacks. Uh, what's his name for Seattle? I mean, obviously. Uh, uh, Russell Wilson? Uh, what's, yeah, Russell yeah, Wilson. Russell Wilson. Beautiful. He'll throw some beautiful passes, but where's he at right now? He's at home right now. <laughs> He's sitting at home because he he couldn't do it when it, you know, he couldn't do it when it mattered. Mm-hmm. And he he's not there. He's not in the playoffs, you know. But we but, are. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is what six of seven in playoff games now, and what's the one he lost? Because the guy jumped off sides. Yeah, you know? game. Yeah, AFC Championship he's game. He's something special, isn't he? Yeah. We're 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 very lucky. He's a chief, huh? Yep. Thanks for calling in, Dave. Thank yeah. you, Dave. And and he is right. The the generational talent that Patrick Mahomes has been thus far is it's it's something I think. I hope Chiefs fans are appreciating it, especially after uh, the the mediocrity to straight up trash sometimes from these quarterbacks that we've had in in our lifetimes. It's amazing to see someone come in and completely change the fortunes of a franchise to a point where we go from being a team that can make the playoffs pretty regularly but you don't count on being able to win a playoff game. Generally, the reputation is, oh, the Chiefs will choke. So now yeah, exactly. the Chiefs are basically the the measuring stick of the rest of the NFL. And right now it seems like they are the class of the American Football Conference. And that's not something I think a lot of people are still used to today. No, and and like Dave said, he's going to be here for a while. We're lucky. And obviously, you know, I think even Coach Reed tonight was shouting out. Somebody reporter asked, you know, 15 is really special. And he said, yes, yeah, so is 87, so is 10. You know, it's the crew. It's the team. It's a complete team. And the chemistry between them, just on the offensive side alone, the chemistry is just untouchable to me, I believe. And uh, I don't know. It's exciting. He's here. And uh, soon he's going to be in Tampa. And we're all going to hopefully be just as excited as we were last year. We'll see. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> we'll see. We've got one more call. You want to go to the break or you want to take the call? We'll talk to we'll talk to Neil from Lone Jack. Well, Neil from Lone Jack, we the Jay pr- Southland Tow Service uh, call line. There no, you that's, go. That's the text line. Neil from Lone Jack. Neil from Lone Jack, you're on uh, Championship Rewind. Good morning, you two beautiful kids. Listen, I want to say first and foremost, I miss y'all on Saturday. You guys did a great job 
talking soccer and Chiefs and Royals and everything you guys do on Saturday. I I I, I miss listening to you. I listened to you guys while I was mowing the grass, and it was, it was great radio. I thought you guys do a great job. And I, I look at the podcast, and every once in a while I check the podcast, and your last podcast is from March. <laughs> was it from March? Yeah. I thought it was from yeah. late February. Neil, you're, know, we you're, need to, you're complimenting we need us, and you're calling us out. <laughs> well, we, we, we need to. We need to get you kids back on the radio. Let me touch on this stupid, uh, idiotic rule that you guys were talking about, the Alex Okafor and the most accurate pass to Josh <laughs> Allen through. That's a dumb rule. Somebody has to explain to me how they have three unsportsmanlike conduct penalties and we have one and it mm-hmm. offsets. How does that work? That's the dumbest rule I've ever heard of. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to also say tonight is this morning brings back a great memory, guys. I think if I remember correctly, I spoke to the two of you about 3 o'clock in the morning after the Super Bowl. Yes, that's spending, right. I was, that was ready for bed. And I'm going to do it again two weeks from now, and I can't wait for it. It's going to be another great memory. Um, last thing, and then I'll let you two kids go. Um, Josh Allen, come on. Uh, everybody was talking this kid up, right. how he's the next best thing, and is he better than Patrick? I actually heard somebody... Pete Schrager, of God, for God's sake. Pete Schrager, who's no. been in love with us all year and loves Patrick, was actually, the words came out of his mouth. I remember hearing, he said, is Josh Allen better than Patrick? No, give me a break, Pete, come on. Let me, there is no way he's the next best thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to borrow from Travis here and say, <laughs> that's ridiculous. I love, I love Dave's. Uh, analogy about Neo. That's one of the best analogies I've heard to this point. And last thing, and I'll let you guys go. You know what I wanted to see? I, I said going into this game, all I need to know, and now I don't need to know because Josh Allen is not the answer. Right. But I wanted to see a picture. Did you all happen to see the picture of Patrick and Jackson sitting on Santa Claus's lap that was going around recently? Did you all see that? I think so. I think I saw it. On no, I miss I it. I think so. Oh, uh, you gotta check, you gotta look on Twitter and, and try to find. It was a great picture. Patrick and Jackson sitting on Santa Claus's lap. Patrick's probably five years old, and Jackson is however old he is. Jackson is freaking out, crying. Ah, get me out of here! And Patrick is sitting there, cool as a cucumber, <laughs> just like you know, like. And that's what he is. And I want to see a picture. Now I don't need to see the picture, but leading up to this week, I really wanted to see the picture of Josh Allen when he was a kid sitting on Santa Claus's lap because I guarantee you now he probably looked a lot more like Jackson than he did Patrick. <laughs> I love that. Thanks for the call, Neil. I Neil, thought you meant pre- Lamar Jackson, honestly, not Jackson oh, Mahomes. Oh, no, his brother, minute. his brother. <laughs> Appreciate hearing from you, Neil. And uh, we also want to get back on Saturday. So thank you yes. for dropping that little bug we appreciate that when we come back we have more championship rewind we want to hear your reactions give us give us a shout the championship rewind continues and we're going to start this off with a comment from the jay southland tow service Text line saying Brady is about to pass the baton to Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Do we think that is going to happen? I mean, yeah. I Has mean, it I, already I, happened? I think I think the I think we've seen Mahomes surpass Brady, but I think the NFL really wanted this matchup to happen 
because this is like the official passing the torch, if you will. This is like when in, in wrestling you got that star top baby face and they're starting to get old and past their prime <laughs> and you got to pass the torch to the next top baby face. And that's what we're going to see here with, with the Super Bowl now. You're going to have Patrick Mahomes, who's the current face of the NFL, but in order to really go out and, and be able to build his legacy, one of the things you think he's got to do is beat Tom Brady in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He had a chance to do it a couple years ago. They failed to do it because D Ford's head was too big and he, uh, he lined up offside. And that's the reason why that, you know, he lined up offside. He was, didn't jump. He lined up offside. That was so I bad. mean, it was very frustrating, but they had an opportunity to do it two years ago and they couldn't get it done. This right here is the perfect opportunity for Patrick Mahomes to, to surpass Tom Brady and really put himself on the fast track to being the GOAT. Because Tom Brady's playing well right now. He's got a, a team full of weapons, and he's got the opportunity to really showcase his talents in a way that we haven't seen before where he can put down one of the goats. I mean, obviously, I mean, either one was going to be great, him uh, versus either Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. But I think this one, from a storyline standpoint, is bigger because it's Tom Brady, it's the goat, and now a lot of people are calling, kind of calling Mahomes baby goat now. So <laughs> post-game coverage, uh, Nate Burleson said, okay, so the storyline is you got the goat against the kid, right? Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm just going to throw this out there. What do they call child goats? They call them kids. Yeah, kids. So he's, he's I feel he was trying to say without saying that it's happening, right? Yeah. This is a crazy year, though. I feel like we saw Drew Brees. I mean, is he gonna? Did he take he's, his last snaps? We saw done. not not the same caliber, but Philip Rivers obviously just announced he's done. Uh, I think that this is Tom Brady is trying to hold on and fight, and you can't take anything away from the guy. Not a fan, however, the professionalism, the numbers speak for themselves. Like what? Look what he's done. However, I think this game, like you said, is going to be the platform for the changing of the guard. I really do, and I think that Mahomes is going to go in there. Everything he's accomplished. It's taken him drastically less time to do so, and I think that's what the biggest attention getter is with him. Yeah, is that three FC championships in three in his first three years? Obviously, won the two and super one Super Bowl, and and now he's got some plans next weekend too, or in two weeks. So. I don't know. I think uh, we want to hear from you, Chiefs Kingdom. What are you guys thinking about this? Obviously, we're all pretty confident in Mahomes um, and feeling blessed that he's in red and gold for hopefully many, many, many years to come. But, yeah, I think that this is he is absolutely the face, and now he's going to be hopefully um, given the new title, I suppose, taking dethroning Tom Brady, if you will. And he kind of submitted his legacy with the way he played tonight mm-hmm. in, a, in, a, in a sense that – he was playing football like he like like you know as I think it was uh, was it Neil and Lone Jack or, or no it was Dave who said yeah. that it looked like he was like in the Matrix. Yeah, that was funny. He, his brain just operates different. Yeah, he, he makes decisions faster. He sees more. It's just look just at the different. way he was dodging. I think it was the second quarter and the way he was just dodging pass rushers and he's just like just like slowly just fluidly like moving just a little bit away or taking that one step in the perfect direction to dodge hits or just getting the ball off with the perfect timing as he's about to get hit. And it's just 
perfectly thrown strike, the way he maneuvered around around the uh, in, around the pocket mm-hmm. and was dodging pass rushers, that was something that was so impressive to me because that's one of the things we always hated about Alex Smith. He'd drop back in the pocket. If his initial read was not open, he's checking down, running, taking a sack, or running out of bounds. And it was it was it was really frustrating because it's like, dude, you don't have any pocket presence. Mm-hmm. He didn't have the patience to stand back there, keep his eyes down the field, and go through his progressions. With Mahomes, there's always some sort of play that's happening. Either it's the one that they that they called or a play that develops just through improvisation in the middle of the play. And it's just really fun watching Mahomes out there because it just seems like he's two steps ahead of the entire defense. And I just I love watching him dodge all of the defenders that go after him, move around the pocket, scramble out of the pocket, and he keeps the play alive. Mm-hmm. And then he'll like stop his scramble and kind of <laughs> take a step back or whatever, dodge someone and throw the ball down the field and, and get a first down. It's just amazing watching him buy that much time. Yeah. And that was one of the thing that things that was apparent in the second and third quarters is that Mahomes was just so much better than the defense and the defense could not stop him. They had no answers and you, you know, you're sending blitzes, you're, you're getting pressure with four and it did not matter. You had all these guys dropping back in coverage, seven, eight guys in coverage. It did not matter. He always found someone open. And that's a scary proposition for any any team that's having to play against the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. You can't stop that. Well, and after the AFC Championship game um, two years ago against the Patriots and that defense that they had, Oof. I mean, Patrick has been through a way tougher situation than that. So down nine points in the first quarter, against that defense as good as they were, Patrick was probably just chilling. He probably, I mean, there wasn't a nervous sweat bead on his face, I imagine. No, he's cool, calm, collected. The game slows down for him. He has the ability to have everything in front of him slow down, and then he picks apart, here's my option A, here's my option B. I think something that we're seeing the evolution of him is he's bringing a lot more maturity. Obviously, he's a young he's a young pup. We know that. Um, but he is showing some maturity. I think there were three times today specifically that let's not remember he's coming off of concussion protocol, right? So he's yeah. coming out of an injury. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were three times today where I know I thought to myself, if this this exact scenario was happening last week, there's he would have put his head down and run. And instead, at one point in time, he literally just like sat on his butt, right? He was just <laughs> like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do the right thing here. I'm going to be mature <laughs> and I'm going to be, you know, I mean, I'm not going to try to, do something artsy and get get myself hit or anything like that. But that's the evolution. He's growing up. The maturity, obviously, it's all part of it. And to your point, I mean, he's absolutely entering, what? how did you put it, uncharted waters for a QB. And I also think that part of that was because he was picking the defense apart oh, yeah. with, the, with his arm. I mean, he did not. I mean, there was never a point where you felt like, Patrick Mahomes was struggling or was like on a bad run or anything or had turf toe for that matter. Yeah. He didn't look like he had turf toe and that's (laughs) always, Oh, the turf toe might hurt him. And uh, he might not be able to do his his Patrick Mahomes things. And he did all of those Patrick Mahomes things. It's just, it it was, like I said, it has to be really frustrating as an opposing team Mm -hmm. having that guy on the other sideline, because you know, that your defense isn't enough. Your offense has to be just as good, if not better, mm-hmm. if you want to have a chance to win. And it, it's just so hard for anyone to match the kind of play and production that Patrick Mahomes gives you. Yeah, that look of like LeBron in the finals in his eyes. 
or Michael Jordan in the finals. Oh God, just LeBron's lost too many finals for us to say that. <laughs> but but Michael Jordan in the finals, yeah, that's exactly how he won. All right, we still want to hear from you guys, so please chime in. We've got the uh, text line, hotline, same number, 913-576-7610. We want to hear from you on our championship rewind. When we get back, we're talking Big Red. Catch Therese Paler with The Drive, Tuesdays at 3.30, 610 Sports Radio. Back to back AFC champions. So, of course, we are talking about it all night. We are on from 1 a.m. to 5. And, of course, after that is Dusty Likens and Pete Sweeney. And then the day just goes on celebrating this victory and learning how everyone is feeling about the big game in a couple weeks. Uh, and leading the charge is one Andy Reid. Big red. To know him is to love him. Whether you are a player, another coach, a fan, uh, I will never forget when Andy Reid um, w- became a chief. So 2013, he came over. He was our 13th head coach. And I think that it is incredible to know how he was welcomed back into Philadelphia by the Eagles fans. They were standing ovation when he went back in for the first Chiefs at Eagles game that season. And I think that tells you a lot right there. Um, but that's just the fans. I think every player who's played for him probably would vouch for him, and I think that uh, we now see him as a Hall of Famer, as maybe one of the greatest coaches to coach the game, and he was needing one more box to be checked, and last year he checked that box. And uh, what's left to do for Andy Reid? I think he can enter that GOAT territory now. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, it's... Fighting, he's fighting an uphill battle because you got Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick dominated the AFC for two decades, went to nine Super Bowls, won six of them with, with Tom Brady, and he built a, a, the greatest dynasty we've ever seen in, in, in professional football. But one thing he did not do was he did not build this team that was just dominating year after year. Like they were usually, they would, they dominated their, their, their division every year, Mm -hmm. but they had some, some down runs. I mean, after they won their first Super Bowl uh, under Belichick, Mm -hmm. they didn't make the playoffs the next year. And then after that, they won two straight. And then they had some years where they weren't quite the same powerhouse um, lost the Super Bowl, you know, went undefeated during the regular season, almost went undefeated for an entire season, but then they lose in the in the Super Bowl to the Giants, and then they had a down run. And that's the thing about that Patriots team is it was up and down. I mean, they still were uh, the, the dominant team in their division. They still were one of the best teams in the conference, but they weren't the class of the NFL every single year. Mm-hmm. But with Mahomes playing at the level that he's playing at, with the Chiefs, cover uh having the the talent that they have right now they have a window where they can wear they can win more than just two straight titles Mm -hmm. they can win three four five straight titles and especially with the way the chiefs are drafting right now because obviously we've seen this 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 the last couple drafts have produced a lot of really good talent sneed uh mccall when he wants to be really good clyde (laughs) uh um Thornhill when he's healthy, they've got some talent on this squad and they're, they're building a lot of really, really good foundations for years to come. And I feel like Andy Reed could end up putting himself at the level 
that we're seeing Bill Belichick if this team has a run a la like the the Steelers in the 70s. You know, where we're seeing these teams win a bunch of back-to-back championships where, or the Cowboys in the 90s where, like, it's very apparent they're dominant over a long period of time, but the Chiefs can do it in a way that's even more dominant because there's no question they're the best team in, in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. And at this point now, it's, it's, it's basically them versus the field. The, this could actually push I, Andy Reid, I think, up to an even higher point than even Bill Belichick because there were times where Bill Belichick and his team was not the best team. There were times when the Colts and the Steelers were better than his teams were. And right now, uh, it's going to be hard. Pre- I think that you're going to be hard-pressed to find a team that can interrupt the Chiefs' run right now. It could be the Bucks. Who knows? However, um, you know, like you said, the momentum is, is there. The structure of the team is is solid for right now. Uh, but what makes, to me, I want to know what your thoughts are about what makes a coach, you say, enter this GOAT territory. Obviously, there's going to be the stats and the numbers. What else? I mean. Is it that? Is that it? Part of it is, like, think about all of the great talent that he's helped develop over the years. I mean, obviously, Patrick Mahomes, who could very well be the greatest quarterback we've ever seen in football. I think he's the most talented quarterback I've ever seen. Um, you have very potentially the greatest tight end of all time mm-hmm. in Travis Kelsey, who's so great. He's transcended the position of tight end and he's basically a number one wide receiver. <laughs> you know, he's got uh, another number one wide receiver in Tyree kill. Mm-hmm. Who's probably the most explosive player in the NFL. And he's found ways to maximize his running back positions where he's never really needed to go out and pay a feature back big time money because mm-hmm. he's he's taking guys that you've never heard of, like Clyde Edwards Alaire, and turning him into a very good number one running back, or a guy like Darrell Williams, who also you never heard of. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden he's just this he's become this folk hero now as they're in the play they're in this playoff run. Like there's there's so many guys that he's taking that you just haven't heard of, mm-hmm. and he's turning them into top top-of-the-line talents. And the way that he's built this offense is something that we haven't seen in the NFL because he's basically taken a college offense and he's turned it into a professional one. And it's working uh, in, in a way that we've never seen an offense work before. Usually, college is bad for the NFL. But he's found a way to make it work in a way where it's the best thing that we've seen in the game. That's really damn scary. And I think that, paired with the winning, paired with the championships – could put him in goat status that not even Belichick's at. Yeah, I also, I mean, even just the relatability to his players. Obviously, you mentioned the coaching tree, but I think the example that I kind of stuck with me after tonight's game was McCole Hardman muffs the punt, almost gives away a touchdown, right? Yeah. He, I think oh, we got, yeah. they was, had the ball in the, I don't know, five. Anyway, the fact that he went back to him so quickly to build him back up, to give him that confidence back, to say, hey, you're not out of this game. And then he came up big and scored. And I think that things like that are might be small um, coaching behaviors that Andy Reid does, but I think they make a big impact. Yeah. And I think that's why there's that's just one reason he gets so much out of his players. Yeah, I agree. I think that he does a very good job at showing confidence in the guys that he has in that offense. And that's the reason why 
those guys are willing to go to war for him every single time they step right. out there because they know that he trusts them. Mm-hmm. And trust and believe, you hear those words come out of his mouth almost every time he hits the podium, which is incredible. Another man who we have to trust and believe, and he's done very well over the last two years, is Clark Hunt. When we return, we're going to break down uh, what his involvement is and how he's setting an example across the NFL. Don't go anywhere. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.